Before we begin today's episode, we have to give a Patreon shout out to our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Zach Duran, Paul Campaneshi, Rock the Green, Hanson Screen Printing, and Lauren L. Thank you guys so much. Nice. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sari. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Uh, Today we are talking about the inspiration and urban planning behind the city of Madison. Um, uh, Though not a Wisconsin native, uh, we have to talk about this legendary man uh, behind, you know, all the layout and, and kind of like the development, early development of Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, that, again, is uh, John Nolan, uh, not to be confused with John Nolan from Taking Back Sunday. These are different people. Um, but there is uh, uh, John Nolan Drive. If you've ever been going down the Beltline, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. The, you, you you should see that as an 12, exit 14, right, there. right? To make it right on John yep. Nolan Drive there. Yeah. So it's a, a, a definitely a very common thing that you see here in the uh, in the Madison area. Uh, they kind of pay homage to this man. And, and we wanted to give you a little history lesson on who this uh, who this is. And uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from Field Report. Uh, obviously, they are just a standout in Amazing. Wisconsin music. So. Uh, really, really uh, proud to be able to, to feature that, and, and thank uh, thank you to uh, Field Report for getting back to us as well, because uh, we don't like to use the music unless we do have their um, their permission. Right. Um, Everything we've had to go through all all ninety two episodes now, we've had to get permission for each one. Yeah, so. absolutely. So uh, we of course have another beer review. Uh, this is continuing that Milwaukee Loves series. Uh, we have another article of how many locos you had for <laughs> fuck's sake. Uh, as always, uh, if you could rate, like subscribe, review all the stuff, go to Apple podcasts, throw a, a five star out there. Um, just do the Lord's work, you know? And, uh, <laughs> uh, they, uh, honestly, the, our Patreon, uh, uh, like at the beginning, you know, we always give them, uh, the, the, the shout, but, um, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, a direct sponsor of the show and, and really helping us out, um, you can find all the information right on our website, wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. We really do appreciate everything they do. This is a completely independent show. Uh, we are the producers. I'm manning the deck right now with you know sound pads and everything and, and taking care of uh, uh, all of the recording into Logic. And um, Russ does a lot of the independent research for all this stuff too, uh, reaching out to individuals and scheduling. And, and so you know we're just two guys with full-time jobs outside of this thing. Uh, and it really means a lot to us that uh, we have as many uh, devoted followers as we do. So thank you again. And if you want to rock some uh, T-shirts or koozies or uh, anything, I mean, we've yeah, got a bunch of stuff uh, right on that website as well, wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. Um, just go visit it. Uh, sometimes the episodes are up there a day or two late as well. Uh, but it's cool just to be able to listen right through our own site there too. Um, enough rambling. This is 
I've done enough, Russ. Yeah. Stop me. All right. Sales pitch here. Yeah. Getting a little pitchy, you know. Uh, Would you like a Kirby vacuum? Yeah. How about now? Hoover. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, so let's let's go ahead and talk about John Nolan. Yeah. Um, Let's hear it. What What did he do? As said before, this man we were talking about today, John Nolan, is not a Wisconsin native, but his impacts on the state, specifically the capital Madison, is so large it'd be a shame not to cover all of his feats. Besides Madison, he was also known for his earlier efforts with planning in the cities of Virginia, Georgia, and probably most notably San Diego, California. Today we are just focusing on the man himself, and of course our beloved capital Madison, Wisconsin. Born in Philadelphia on June 14th of 1869. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. John Nolan. He spent most of his days yeah. building some shit and doing some stuff. Developing <laughs> cities outside Milwaukee. His early life was not the best, as he was orphaned and was placed into the Girard School for Orphan Boys by the Children's Aid Society. Though life wasn't easy, John was very intelligent and graduated first of his class in 1884. Before his legendary career, he lived a pretty normal life, which included being a grocery store clerk and secretary helping out with the Girard Estate Trust Fund, which was what was keeping the orphanage going. He would eventually enroll in college at the Wharton School of Finance and Economics at the University of Pennsylvania in 1891. It was a trip to Oxford, England in 1895 while traveling with the American Society for Extension of University Teachings where he started to gain a love for architecture, urban planning, and all things making buildings and layouts. On his second trip in 1896, where he made the decision that he was for sure going to be a landscape architect. It was stated later in his life that the grounds surrounding the, War- the Worcester College were inspirations for his designs and plans before plans for the beautiful capital of Madison. In 1902, Nolan sold his house and used the money to enroll in the Harvard School of Landscape Architecture and had the privilege to work under famed instructors Frederick Law Olmsted and Junior Arthur Shirtleff and B.M. Watson. We recommend looking these guys up as uh, they're a part of the uh, U.S.'s early city designs especially yeah. on the East Coast there. And in 1905, he accomplished his task and received a Master of Arts and became a member of the American Society of Landscape Architects. After some early feats in design, he would give the task of helping to design Madison. His statement he made is he wanted to create simple recreation, open air amid beautiful surroundings, contribute, contributing to physical and moral health to a saner, happier life. And I believe he did accomplish this with Madison itself. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful... Bike trails, outdoors. Beautiful city, yeah. I agree. In 1908, John Olin of the Madison Parks, not to be confused with John Nolan, his name is actually yeah, John, John Olin. Olin. Yeah, and Pleasure Drive Associates reached out to Nolan for advice in laying out the city of Madison Parks. John Olin, not having the money, reached out to the University of Wisconsin-Madison and the state of Wisconsin for assistance. With the support, it was assured that Nolan would be the one helping devise the plans for Madison. Nolan immediately recommended established boundaries for the industry, business, government, residential life, widening streets and planting trees, increasing land to give parks and plazas, and regulating the height and style of the buildings that surrounded the capital. To highlight the capital located in the heart of Madison, for the university, Nolan proposed a 1,000 acre of land that could include gardens, arboretum, and an engineering summer camp. State Street, probably one of the coolest cultural shopping areas, would connect the university to the capital, and it was consistent with the vision of transforming the cultural life of Madison, bringing kind of the uh, shopping, the state government, and the school all in one area. Right. Not only did Nolan help develop Madison, but also our state park system. 
being witness to the deforestation from logging in northern Wisconsin, the depletion of resources for mining in the southwestern portion of our state, and increased urban developments, he would talk with progressive leaders and before private interests and could develop on the land, he wanted his state to preserve some of the iconic areas before this could happen. Nolan was hired to find locations for parks and also provided a reason for saving the areas. He would eventually create four of the state parks and provided the guidelines for establishment of the state park system, which today we have many state parks, but this was early in the state's history. He exclaimed that the natural landscapes and beauty are essential to human happiness. Nolan's idea convinced the state to provide organizational structure and funding to the state park system, including the sticker system we know today, the DNR, right. Anything that can help fund these parks and preserve them and, and pay for workers to actually help clean them and take care of them. Right, exactly. Maintain everything. It was on February 18th of 1937, Nolan would die at the age of 67, but not without leaving a legacy in not only Madison, Wisconsin, but the entire United States. He was an author of two books, edited two others, and produced dozens of articles that can be viewed today. Madison also pays homage to this hero with a beautiful stretch of road named after him, John Nolan Drive, of course, a 1.4-mile cycling segment which runs adjacent to John Nolan Drive, and in 2006, a 12-story, 145-foot building called Nolan Shore, also named after him. He also designated the, the Tenney Park Yahara River Parkway, which Nolan helped design, which is listed in the National Register of Historic Places, and one of my favorite places is actually canoe here in Wisconsin on the Yahara. It's, it's amazing. It's right. It goes to like Stoughton and nice. the Yahara area. It's just a really cool place. And actually, uh, hopefully we can have one of the distilleries, the Yahara Bay Distillery on the show. That'd be really cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you're listening, reach out to us. Yeah. And I can't say more enough about John Nolan and his contribution on Madison. I mean, this is kind of the 10,000 foot view, but man, the, just the influence he had on the United States and Wisconsin itself is just something we couldn't pass up on the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. And it's really cool just to see uh, uh, somebody, you know, have a have a dream have have uh this this vision of themselves uh and and then uh to see it come to fruition you know he he knew he wanted to become this architect and uh uh went out and did it you know and accomplished his goals and then created uh one of the nicer looking cities uh, i know right now you know with covid um the, the last you know couple of years it has been really really tough on madison with uh, you know, State Street kind of looks like a shell of itself. I mean, it's uh, crazy, you know, how many businesses, you know, ended up having to fold, uh, you know, due to, you know, all of the, the issues that we had with uh, being able to stay open and social distancing and, and then uh, uh, trying to keep people employed and um, just really, really difficult stuff. And I, I don't know when the last time you went to Madison was, but it's... It's been a little bit since I've been to State Street. Yeah, but. yeah. But... Uh, Beautiful, beautiful campus area. Uh, I can't say uh, a bad thing about you know the UW Madison campus and uh, all the different things that they have for them there, including a beautiful golf course uh, that probably didn't get mentioned in the episode. But um, I don't know if that's part of of John Nolan's uh, original landscaping and plan and architecture, but uh, absolutely a, a beautiful place. Yeah, and if you go to the Capitol, there's also the um, the UW uh, Historical Society Museum there right across the way and it's free oh nice it's really one of my favorite places to go to kind of get new content for the show actually yeah i mean there's a lot of uh things that spark you know uh episodes i mean for us uh you know it's it's not it really is not difficult to find topics to uh to cover um but going to the historical society like that um 
sometimes it sheds light on on some really really cool ones, you know. Yeah, and you you know you can be at a bar just drinking with an old dude. And you might mention something, and then I usually use that and I go and research it for an episode. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. That's you how hang we out get a lot of old dudes. No, not really. But I do go to some freaking dive bars, and there's a lot of old dudes in there. Some of them look like pirate crew members, but they do give you some cool insight. Yeah, yeah, they might so, and they might have been. So that's going to conclude the main segment. Now on to our music segment. All right, so today's music segment, uh, we are featuring Field Report. Uh, again, I mean, one of uh, uh, the many staple uh, artists from the uh, Milwaukee area and constantly pumping out great music. They've been featured uh, on Rock the Green um, and, and have highlighted or uh, have headlined uh, the Rock the Green Festival and stuff. So uh, Lindsay uh, is, is absolutely high on these guys as well. And they make great quality like folk rock yeah uh, country a little country influence bluegrass yeah. like many things in there and uh uh you know it's difficult because they do have a pretty good sized catalog uh to to you know find which one you want to feature which is um it's a good problem to have you know yeah i mean it, it's it's you know like picking out your favorite kid and all of these songs are just they've got their own thing and uh the the one that we ended up choosing it's off of the album Mary Golden and uh, the song is called Home Leave the Lights On and it just has a really cool message to it um, and and also just a vibey feel like it gives me positive, it gives me good yeah, exactly it gives me good feels so uh, um, without any further ado we'll just uh, go ahead and jump in again this was uh, Field Report and the song is Home Leave the Lights On.
beneath your feet Closer even now than lips and teeth Closer now than out of reach And the body remembers what the mind forgets Archives every heartbreak and cigarette And these reset bones, they might not Again, that was Field Report, uh, Home, Leave the Lights On. Uh, absolutely incredible track. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, it makes you feel a certain way. Yeah, just a so, great feeling. I love yeah. that song. Great Milwaukee music. So uh, we're going to jump right into our beer review. Again, this is the Milwaukee Loves series, and uh, we've got another fine one from the six-pack today. Yeah, so today we got a Milwaukee Loves Black. It's a honey brown ale brewed with honey, coming in at 5.5% alcohol by volume. This one is from Company Brewing and actually has teamed up with MKE Black on this one. And Eric, what are your initial thoughts on this one? It has a nice amber color, really clear and crisp. Yeah, the smell is is, uh, almost coffee-like. Just uh, before you actually take a sip, it's um, giving you that kind of vibe of... uh, Coffee, nutty smell. Um, another another amber flavored one. Very malt up front. Very delicious. Kind of a little a little sweet. A little bit of sweetness in there. Yeah. But yeah, just really nice, clean, crisp beer. You know, it's like an amber color. It's perfect for this time of year, fall, winter. You know what I mean? A little higher viscosity, a little higher thickness on yeah. this. Yep, absolutely. And, and like I said, you're definitely getting, uh, even on first taste, that kind of initial nuttiness and... Um, that, that little bit of that honey and like uh, maybe even like a roasted coffee. Like it's just, uh, a really good, uh, beer with a really nice amber color. Like you said, uh, smooth, very smooth drinkability. Uh, this is just another fine beer with another, uh, uh fine, uh, brewery with another fine organization. Right. Supporting the African-American community here in Milwaukee, yeah. Wisconsin. And, uh, can we cheers to that, man? I mean, absolutely. It's great community and people. It's what makes us go around. And this one's just another great brew, man. I mean, if you guys can find the six-pack, I highly recommend it. These beers have just been phenomenally crafted. This one, like, because of the little back sweetness, it's kind of like a little more desserty to me. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Or maybe yeah. a little after-dinner type beer. Yep. And, and again, uh, I I got this beer, uh, this six-pack, uh, from a friend, Rick, and uh, this was a birthday gift uh, a couple weeks back now, but uh, uh, he got it from Sendix, so... If you need a little bit of a, an idea of where to go, uh, seek this out. Uh, if it's still available now, I know this is kind of limited too. So, um, 
Very, very cool. There's a QR code at the bottom as well that you can scan the code to learn more. Uh, so there's there's a really cool partnership and uh, community uh, feel to all of these things, which is really great. You love to see people come, uh, come together and just be uh, great people. But again, this one was the Milwaukee Loves Black Honey Brown Ale, brewed with honey, coming in at 5.5% ABV. Grab one at your local Sendix. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many locos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. Eric, how many locos? Yeah, you we got a real unfortunate soul here. What is going on with our hometown lately? I don't These know. have been like the ones that have been popping up. It's our uh, hometown of El Compton again. Yeah, and, and they're oh, not necessarily hanging out in town either. They're like, they're sometimes traveling. Um, this one is an Elkhorn man was charged Monday by the Racine County District Attorney uh, with his ninth OWI charge uh, after he was pulled over Friday on Durand Avenue. Uh, the individual is 41 years old, male. Uh, he was also charged with one misdemeanor charge of driving with a revoked driver's license. Uh, so uh, probably because of all of his other OWIs. Um, he is facing up to 13 and a half years in prison and Jesus. or up to $27,500 in fines. Not good. I, I would imagine you're probably going to get... For number nine, that's... Pretty You're gonna crazy. get somewhere in the neighborhood of, of at least ten for that. Uh, the max is thirteen and a half, but uh, it, 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 I would imagine the fines are gonna be somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty thousand. Like I feel like they keep most of that stuff, and then you know, uh, it's just not a good situation to be in. Um, and uh, according to the criminal complaint, a deputy with the Racine County Sheriff's Department was traveling north on Oaks Road and Highway Eleven. And uh, the driver, uh, later identified as uh, the individual, um, ran the red light, nearly hit the deputy's car. Uh, the officer pulled him over uh, in a nearby parking lot. So at least he had the sense to get off the road. He was safe. And, yeah. During the traffic stop, uh, the individual admitted to running the light, and the deputy said uh, the speech was slurred for the man. And two empty bottles of liquor were on the floor Oof. of his car. He failed field sobriety test, which is obviously like, uh, I mean, that's that first indication that this things are going really badly. You yeah, could yeah. Smell, I'm sure with two bottles of uh, open, uh, like open liquor. intoxicants, I'm sure it's this guy. It's not beer, it's liquor. He so. smelled bad, too, I'm assuming is like that first initial thing. But um, preliminary breath tests indicated that he had a blood alcohol level of 0.169, which is double the legal limit. Uh, the individual, the suspect, remains in the Racine County Jail on a $10,000 cash bond. Uh, and that's the reason why it's $10,000 cash bond is because it's his ninth and he had um, the uh, the revoked driver's license. I mean, they're not going to let you not out. Not a good idea. Yeah. You're going to have to definitely figure out how to pay for that. And I think you only have to pay, like, what, 10% of it or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. So, so we, we got quite a bit of information. Yeah, here. yeah. I mean, um, we got we got the age. We got the limit. We have... The number of OWIs passed. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, 0.169, um, 41 years old, uh, nine. This is nine uh, OWIs for this individual. So he's got some tolerance because he pulled over into the parking lot. At least he was, like, respectable and he wasn't, like, yeah. trying to get away or anything. It almost makes you wonder, too, like, what... Uh, what the bottles were in the vehicle, because uh, I'm guessing they were plastic dumps, like dumpy liquor. Well, and I would cheap. imagine too that it, it that can't be too like 
one seven fives. He, I mean, you you wouldn't be at point one six nine if you got two True. full one, you know, one seven fives or seven hundred fifty. Yeah, millimeters. I don't think they'd be a full blown. I think they're probably one of those ones you get over the station that are like that's kind of what I'm bobble, Bottles or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, it, like behind the counter of the yeah, gas station, you exactly. Get the, it's basically like, the like fireball, you know? four shots in a fucking container. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I got a number based on the point one six nine in age. I think I have a pretty good number. the The fact that he has some tolerance and he still was able to pull over pretty decent, I think that kind of gives it away, kind of where he's at. Yeah, definitely. He's not past the sixteen mark, but he's up there. You definitely, know? I, I agree with you. Uh, those are the indicators that I kind of factored. Uh, when I was doing this uh, mathematics, as we call it, um, and uh, yeah, uh, you have a figure. Yeah, do you want to go on three? three? Yeah, yeah. One, two, three, twelve. Sixteen. Okay, so you were right at the blackout level. I was yeah. at twelve. So we'll have to meet in the middle. I think yeah. the fourteen local is safe figure, to go on this one. I figure sometimes, even though you know the, the sixteen, which has kind of been our our uh, our threshold for blackout, you know, once you cross that line, it's pretty much it's bad. Um, it's not a good night. But I think for somebody with a tolerance like this guy, nine OWIs, forty-one years old. I mean, he's no, he's no rookie. He's a veteran of drink, and uh, it, it makes me think like he could probably handle the sixteen, uh, no problem without like completely losing his shit. So are you thinking? You think we'll meet in the middle then? Fourteen yeah. local. Oh, absolutely. Fourteen. Do you want to sound that gavel in him off? All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.